Hi, welcome to Intentional Truth Podcast with Imi Idogu. Intentional Truth Podcast is a platform that I use to share tips and secrets on how one can build a career and also advance in that career within just a few years. I am a career counselor where I help women to diagnose the issues they are having in the workplace. They may know about those issues, they may not know, but they just feel that something is just not right. Or if they can pinpoint, then I'll be able to solve those issues for them and get the right solutions for them. I also prescribe and design success blueprints for women in the workplace so that they can use and win and succeed and advance in their own careers. Thank you for your comments from the past episode. I really appreciate them. Today I want us to look at something different. It has to do with the three emotional triggers that you as an individual can bring out in people that you do need in the workplace. You know, we're all emotional human beings and we're all moved by emotions. People respond to us by the kind of emotions that we trigger in them. The workplace is no different. We need such emotions to be triggered in the hearts and lives of our colleagues so that the workplace can be more conducive and beneficial for us. The three emotions I'm talking about is how to be loved, how to be respected, and how to be feared. If I were to ask you, of these three emotions, which one do you think is of more value to you? Is it to be loved, is it to be respected, or to be feared? Some are of a school of thought that it is best to be feared, while others say it is best to be respected. For some, they say it is best to be loved. I am of the school of thought that you need the three. You need to be loved, you need to be respected, and you need to be feared. There's a balance of all three that you require in the workplace to succeed. You know, when I say you need to be loved, this is the scenario. When you need to ask people to jump, and before you even finish asking them to jump, they are jumping. Then to be respected, this is the scenario. When you ask people to jump, they will jump because you ask them to jump. Then the scenario of being feared, once you say, please jump, the people will begin to jump and they will keep jumping and jumping. Even if you ask them to stop, they may not stop. They will keep jumping. So of these scenarios, to be loved, to be respected, and to be feared, you can see it's like a cycle. You need something to be done. And even before you finish asking, it is already being done. And then when you need something to be done, because you have asked, they will willingly oblige. What about this other scenario? You have asked that they jump and they keep jumping and jumping. And even if you ask them to stop, they'll keep jumping because they're expected to jump. So these three scenarios, it's like a cycle which helps you to get your job done. There's consistency and everybody is ensuring that they're doing what they need to do and there's no gap because they love you, they fear you, and they respect you. 
I think it's a fair deal. So try and get people in the workplace to love you, to fear you, and to respect you. I will discuss the first, which is to be respected. That one comes a bit easier because even when people are employed, they are told to be professional, they are told to act in a certain way, and by default, when you act in a certain way and behave in a certain manner, people tend to respect you. However, there are some things that you need to actually do so that you get the right kind of respect from the people that you're working with. And the first of this is that you need to demonstrate your worth and your unique value. You are employed to do a certain work. However, in doing that work, bring out the worth of yourself. Bring out the value that you have and be outstanding at your job. Solve problems. In your own unit, in your own department, there are issues that crop up every day. Before you go to bed, think through all the issues that went on on that day. Try to see how you can solve the problem the next day. And when you come to work, begin to implement all that you thought of over the night. That keeps you proactive. That keeps you on the billboard. That keeps you on the front burner, knowing that you can solve a problem. And when people begin to know that you can solve the problems of the company or of the department, you are the go-to person and people begin to respect you for, for that. Then never ever assign a task to colleagues or team members when you have no idea about it. If your boss comes to you and say, Jennifer, I need you to do this task. If truly, truly you do not know how to do it, why don't you meet another peer and ask, could you help me work over this or could we work with this together so that I can get a better hang of it? That is better. It saves you face than you just turning the work and giving to another team member or another subordinate to do the work for you. Let me tell you this. People in the workplace know everybody. They know those that know it. They know those that don't know it. And I hear this a lot. A lot of subordinates keep saying, I'm always the one doing the work. My guy doesn't even know how to do the work. Everything, he just passes over me to, over to me to do it. And then he takes all the glory. That is not a good sign. Before you pass over a work to someone to do, understand the rudiments, understand the online principles. You might not know everything about it, but know the principles so that when the work is given back to you or handed over to you, you can scrutinize and review. If you don't know it, what are you reviewing? And of course, when a work is handed over to you, they're expecting you to ask some questions or maybe point at something. If they did something exceptionally well, you say it. If there's something poorly done, you say it. But if you show no feedback, you show no sign of any positive review, they know that you don't know it and that's bad for you. So please, before you hand over any assignment, either know it or ask another colleague to put you through so that you have a better hang of it then please if you need to be respected be unique at something if it's project management if it's data analysis if it is writing reports making presentations be known for that particular thing people will respect you well enough in the workplace because you are unique and you are different 
You know, people do PowerPoint presentations a lot, but there are some that once they start, you'll be like, wow. So please be that person that once you click on um, the computer and you start your presentation, let people be taken aback. Let people gasp. Let people say, wow, this is wonderful. Be unique and be different. The second thing that I want to talk about in being respected is that you need to remain positive during adversity and challenges. The workplace is very dynamic. There are so many issues that come up every day. Some throw you off your feet and some just slap you on the face real hard. But you need to have a spirit, a positive spirit. Know that you can surmount all challenges and issues that come up. I have a particular boss. He has a very positive attitude. Very, very um, discerning. And he's not moved by circumstances. He might be afraid in the inner, uh, in the mind. He might be um, shaken. But when you approach him, when he's talking, he still has his stamina, his confidence, and his pose. And people respect him a lot because of this. So as a lady, learn to be poised. Learn to stand up for yourself. Learn to speak up. If there's an issue that has gone wrong in your department, don't go around scouting and crying and um, blaming other departments. No, stand up for yourself. Look at the issue positively. Look at the pros and look at the cons and look for ways in which you can make amends and stand up and speak for it. Be positive that this phase will pass and that the situation that has come up, it may shake you, it may throw you off balance, but you can know how to handle it and put things back in place. Once people see that you can do that, they have much, much respect for you and they can always count on you and trust you for more issues. Now, you need to learn how to collaborate and network with people in the workplace. When you come to the workplace, you either have seniors or juniors. You need to know how to relate well across all levels and cadres. For the juniors, you have to respect them well enough and treat them like human beings. And those ahead of you, you need to accord them the required respect and acknowledgement that they need. You can never take anybody for granted. And the way you treat people, that is the way they will treat you. Learn to make friends with people. I mean the right people in the workplace. In every workplace, there are certain people that you need to make friends with. Know who they are and be in their good books. Network with them. Communicate with them. If possible, hang out with them. Say hello to them once in a while. These are the kind of people that you need to make friends with in the workplace. And if people see that you're making friends with the right people, they will also begin to respect you. Treat everybody fairly. They may be janitors, they may be cleaners, they may be gate men, whatever they are. Treat them well, treat them like human beings, accord them the respect that they need. If they need to clean your office, you may excuse yourself so that they can come and clean your office. If it's a junior person, they don't have to greet you first. You can go ahead and greet them. Good morning. It doesn't take anything away from you. The way you compose yourself, people are looking and people are seeing. So if you are treating people fairly, they know and they'll also respect you for that. 
then please stay away from office gossip. Office gossip happens every day. People know who are those that spread rumors. People know. So if you're not in the books or if you're not in the list of people that spread rumors, people respect you. And these rumors get to the top management. People know who are those spreading the rumors. People know who are peddling all those kind of gossips. And so if your name never appears on that list, of course you'll be respected and people will take everything that you say and believe you for it. But if you're gossiping, you're spreading rumors, when you come with something concrete, nobody will take you seriously. And that is not what you want in the workplace. So please learn how to avoid gossip rumors. Even when they come to your table, kill it from your table and do not spread it and do not encourage them from coming to spread such rumors or gossips at your desk. Then the last thing to be respected is learn how to maintain or establish boundaries and then know your limits. Like I said earlier, when you come into an organization or company, you have juniors and you have seniors. Please don't do anything that will tarnish your reputation or image in the eyes of your juniors. Don't go borrowing money from them. If you need to borrow, ask from your peer or even someone senior, but not junior. And if you do have to, then please repay on time. Even if you're buying things from a junior, please pay on time. Or if you're not paying, just have a contract. I'll pay you at the end of the month or I'll pay you in two months or I'll pay you in three installments. Make it clear, okay? And then when you go for office events, please maintain your decorum. You don't have to be professional doing work hours and then during parties or events, you know, start behaving in a different way. That is not right. And please, flirting, be careful about that in the workplace and even during events and occasions. Maintain the professional demeanor that you have and also ensure that you are appropriate at all times. Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. If you're not comfortable with a proposition from a a male counterpart, say it clearly, amicably, but ensure that you have your stance and do what you need to do. And please stay in your own lane if you're not asked. Do not prove to everybody that you know better than all of them. Don't do that. People are experts Everybody is a professional in their own field. So maintain your own field. Be the best in your own field. Be outstanding in your own field. And let everybody also shine in their own field. In that way, everybody will respect you and people will not have issues with you. Now we're going over to the next emotion that you want to trigger in the lives of people. And that is, you want people to love you. Of course, you have colleagues And you would want people to care about you. You want people to talk about you in a good way. And you would like people to be endeared towards you. And to be loved, I'll talk about five major ways in which you can be loved. The first way is that never use the word I in the workplace. Never. Whenever you begin to use the word I, people are wondering, 
Who are you and who do you think you are? Could you have achieved all that you did without us? That is not possible. So always learn to use we. Learn how to play the we game. You are in a team. You're either leading, you're a team member. So learn how to be collaborative and learn how to use we. The second thing is ensure that you learn to take something off the plate of your colleague. Be observant. A lot of times, some people are taking up more than they can chew or more than they can even deliver. If you do notice, step up, meet that colleague of yours. Can I help you with this? Or I see you're struggling with this. Let me help you. And if you take that issue off that person's plate, if you take that deliverable, that task off that person's plate, that person will really appreciate you and love you for it because a huge burden has been taken off. So please be observant and learn how to take something off a colleague's plate. Learn to ask about the well-being of your colleagues. Be sensitive enough. When you notice something is not okay with your colleague, ask. Be genuine in your asking. And if you can offer any support, please go ahead and offer support. Ask about their um, aspirations. If there's anything that you can do, if you can offer advice, if you know of any opening, if you know of any um, opportunity for them to grow and advance, let them know about it so that they can also take the plunge and improve and grow. They'll appreciate you so much for that. Then be a connector. You know, everybody needs somebody to survive or to step up and to grow. If you do know that someone is struggling and needs a sponsor or a mentor in the workplace, connect that person with someone. We all need each other. We need to grow. We need to support each other. As women, it's quite difficult for a woman to just stand up and say, okay, I need a sponsor. I need a mentor. It's not so easy. But if you do know of anybody that has helped you in the past, you can link up this, your colleague with this person so that that person will also grow as you are growing. Then please, if any colleague of yours invites you for an occasion or an event, please attend. That person looked up to you, respected you well enough and asked you to grace an occasion. That means a lot. Please oblige and go. And they will also appreciate it when you have an event and you invite them over. That is how to build the love that you need in the workplace. And then when things come up, people can stand up for you. People can speak up for you. And people can have your back and rally around you. We'll be moving over to the last, which is how to be feared. Now, if you want to be feared in the workplace... There are certain things that you need to do. I'm not talking about people shivering or people scampering because they see you coming. No, it's just a deeper form of respect in such a way that nobody wants to go and get into your bad books and nobody wants to do anything to annoy you. And of course, that is also good for you. So these are the things that you need to begin to do so that you can be feared in the workplace. Never ever say anything that you do not intend to do. People are watching and people are listening. If you say something, ensure you deliver. 
And when they see that you have delivered on what you have said, that gives you 100% plus another 10% of the kind of respect that they will have for you. And they will know that if Jennifer has said something and she has delivered, that means she went out of her way, she crossed hurdles, she did all that she could do to achieve what she said she was going to do. People will look at you in a different way and they begin to ask, how did she achieve it? What did she do? And people will begin to marvel and wonder, wow, if she could do this, that means there's something special about her. And they will begin to pack very well whenever you come around them or you ask them to do something. The second thing is, please do not mix business ethics with friendship. You may be friends in the workplace, but when it comes to business ethics, do not compromise. A friend may come and say, ah, there's this deal that we can do with procurement. We can just do this, do that, add some figures. Don't do that to the friend. Do not. Do not. That person may be your friend. That person may want to add one or two Nara and Kobo into your purse, but do not ever compromise and do that. Business ethic is business ethics. So please do not mix friendship with anything that will compromise your value and ethics in the workplace. And when they know that you don't do all these fraudulent and shady things at work, They'll be shying away from you and running away from you and they will not come to you when all these kind of dealings are being made. And of course, your reputation is intact and nobody will even put you in the red flag in the workplace. Be fair to everybody on your team. Be fair to everybody and treat everybody equally. When there's a mistake, point out who has done the mistake. And if that person is to be punished, please punish that person, irrespective of who that person is. Do not take things lying low. No. Be stern, be firm, and be strict. If anything is going to sabotage your performance and results, please nip it in the bud quickly and squarely. If there are laggards in your team, report them to the human resource. You don't want laggards in your team. See, it says a lot. When you know someone is dragging you and you point out that person and remove that person from your team, then when you know somebody is dragging the team down, everybody knows that you know and you do nothing, that is utter disrespect and shame on you. So if you do know that there's a laggard, anybody dragging your team down, please ensure that that person is removed from your team. And nobody should be allowed to destroy your reputation in terms of performance and results. And if anybody is going to take the fall in your own department, let it be those that are not bringing in value, those that are not performing, and those that are dragging down your results. Don't let the whole team go down. Pinpoint the people who are causing the issue and let everybody know those who are dragging your company or your department down and don't keep quiet about it. Also demand for nothing less than performance and results. I had a particular boss 
even the I, the dot, the full stop, comma. If you write a report and your punctuation marks are not in order, that report is going to be sent back and you have to redo it. In the same light, if anybody um, submits a report and they're not careful about following systems, following principles, maybe punctuation errors or probably presentation um, mismatch, please send back that work. Don't do the correction yourself. You can highlight what needs to be corrected and send it back, but don't accept anything less than good. It sends a signal that you are here for achievement, you are here for advancement, and you are here to ensure that everybody learns and everybody leaves or passes through your leadership or your unit and be the better for it. So before anybody sends in any work to you, anybody comes to you with details, that person will check very well that what I'm going to say is accurate, is factual, and there are no errors and flaws. I had another particular boss. Before you send in a report of a project, she likes to see numbers. She likes to see analysis, comparison. She likes to see, so what is in it? that management can key into. That is how she likes her reports. And so if I do send it and it's not in that form and she'll send it back and I've grown better for it and I now know how to send in a report. I'm looking at what my boss is looking at. I'm looking at what shareholders are looking at. I'm looking at what board uh, management is looking at. I'm looking at what customers also are looking at. So you need to have an eye for details. Ensure that whatever you're submitting passes the mark. And if it is not, begin to look at all those things before you send in reports. And so do not accept anything that is not proper and anything that is not up to standard. Send it back until they get the right thing. Then, of course, have standards and learn to say no. Most times we feel that when we say no, people will not like us, people will not be comfortable with us. But let me tell you the truth. The more you say no, the more people respect you and the more people appreciate you. So if something is not up to your standard and it's not um, right with your conscience, clearly say no and end it at that. Do not compromise your values. Do not compromise your stance and ensure that everything that passes through you, match it with the company value. If it's not matching, then kick it out and don't accept it and do not compromise. I hope you have learned what you need to begin to do to be loved, to be respected, and to be feared in the workplace. Trust me, you need all of this so that you can advance, so that you can move, and so that the workplace will be much, much easier and conducive for you. So, if you have any questions, you can let me know the questions that you have and do keep a date with me until next week tuesday much love and have a blessed evening